Hi there, and welcome back to Mugful Mimosas, the podcast where no one has time for proper stemware. So grab your nearest cup and fill it on up with your drink of choice. For today's combo, we're back with my friend and entrepreneur Indigo to talk about what to do when your brain has decided that your significant other needs therapy, but their brain doesn't agree. Can you feel my eyes rolling through the speaker? If you're ready for some gems and nuggets, get cozy, turn the volume all the way up because we're jumping in. Well, welcome back, girl. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> well, uh, just in case uh, this is somebody's first episode, uh, please introduce yourself. Who are you? My name is Indigo. I am a business owner, entrepreneur, baddie, multi hyphenate, multi Virgo, one of your favorite yes! Virgos. Yes, birthday um, coming up soon. Yeah, period. <laughs> Um, and yeah. Uh, well, and, and how do we know each other again? We met with, uh, with this gracious opportunity of working together, um, for our former employer. Correct. Um, and you know, it was destined that we become friends slash family. So truly, here we are. Truly. That's actually, that's actually <laughs> I still think back to that time where you were just like, you know, people just, you know, they, they told me about you and I just didn't think I was going to like you. And I was like, what the fuck? No, mad true. It's not even that I like didn't like you because I didn't want to. It was more like I was just like, oh, she's going to be very like, she's going to be very one way. And I don't think that's going to necessarily like mesh with like the shit mm-hmm. that we got going on <laughs> up in here. But I also feel like the work that we were in, like I had, you have no other option but to have a growth right. mindset and like you need to be able to learn and like kind of embedded that from day one working with them. So like. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Also, trauma bonding. <laughs> let's be real. The quiver of the lip. <laughs> like, let's be for real. Trauma bonding. I actually think that a is like thing. a good title for today's topic too. This? Yeah, trauma bonding. <laughs> no, trauma bonding is a good like not topic. What's that thing called? Um, title subject. What do you call these things? The su- yeah, the because title mm-hmm, of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I see it, but we'll see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Well, speaking of <laughs> today's episode, wait, what is the topic of today's episode? Partners going to therapy. Okay. 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 I just want to make sure we were on the same page about this episode. So, what do you think about partners going to therapy? I'm glad that you asked. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So, I during the pandemic. I think this is when you and ours relationship like got really tight, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in all transparency, like I was learning a lot under Liz's mentorship. And oh, I think we, the year started, I, I had had a very rough year because this was right when she was coming back from her step, step back. Well, we probably have to oh, let's give, explain yeah. to people. the Okay, so in our former job, the way it was set up is I was the director. And when Indigo and I started actually working together, working together, she was my mentee and I was kind of showing her the ropes. Mm-hmm. And so at some point uh, to give her an authentic training experience, I step away from the situation and I make myself scarce and she gets to like have an authentic like shot at running the show with me not around so that she can like see what it would be like when shit hits the fan like what do you do and I was coming back into the fray Mm -hmm. after Indigo had been in charge for what is like three Three months? Mm-hmm. Three months now. Right. And I feel like I had one of the longest takeovers. You had the longest, girl, because I never took it back. 
<laughs> that is true. that's for one but then i think about like other people who have been in the role like they didn't have as right. long as takeovers right. as i did so like i'm in the role doing the things somebody i had worked with prior was just talking about imposter syndrome I'm like girl be quiet like that's not a thing you are just learning the ropes like in that specific role i'm like we're just learning mm-hmm. like just take it as you are learning mm-hmm. you're figuring it out nobody's expecting us to be perfect today then you came back and i was like in my head i'm like whoo I'm going to have a little bit of relief. And then COVID hit. And I was just like, ooh, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. (laughs) What is happening? You're telling me that I need to make 9,000 copies of all of these papers. Mm -hmm. And like, we're trying to figure this out. And then I, we, we closed schools, right? But then we reached a point and I was just like, cool. It's not just me in my head. Like, I need to get this out. I need to seek help. Mm -hmm. And I started to talk about like how I was going to start dating therapist because Mm -hmm. you got to figure out what's going to work for you yeah so then my relationship started with my actual therapist now and it was going smooth like I was learning from her she was learning from me um and when I say learning from me it was like more learning more about me on how she can support me and in what ways it was going to be helpful and school was still out of session and when I finally was even open enough to tell my partner that I was going to therapy because I hadn't told him Mm. um it was just like well, why are you going to therapy? I'm here. Like, you can talk to me. And it was just like, so pause. You're not a licensed professional. You're my partner. Mm -hmm. We pillow talk. There's no Mm -hmm. reason that I should be pillow talking you and then also looking for you to give me feedback. If Mm -hmm. we're going to pillow talk, we're going to pillow talk, and that's what it's going to be. So he started to understand, like, this is something that I needed to do for me. It, It took several conversations. But then I started talking to him, and I'm just like, well, are you interested in it? I I don't need help. Girl... And it just led us to having, you and I, having, like, this natural, authentic conversation about partners needing therapy and, like, how it can help strengthen relationships, mm-hmm. right? I think, like, us being here now is more so on the strength that I am still very much so encouraging my partner to, to seek therapy. And I also want to go to therapy with my partner because mm-hmm. I think this is what's going to strengthen our relationship. And it can actually work in two folds, right? It could either strengthen us or it could yeah. point us in directions in which are going to make either one of us stronger, maybe apart. People often go to therapy with their partner only premarital. Mm-hmm. But what about how strong is your relationship even before you get to the state where you're engaged and figure out like what it is together, what our goals are? Because those conversations aren't easy to even sit down and just have. Yeah. Like, hey, let's sit on the couch. You pull out a booklet. I'm going to pull out a booklet. Let's talk about our goals together. That should be natural, like a natural conversation. And like if I think back to me dating, that's something that I wish I would have talked about. But it's not for, and I'm going to generalize because this is my experience. I just feel like, it's not the reality for men and more and more Mm -hmm. that I experience life around men period professionally in in friendships Mm -hmm. all of it like it's very few men there's very few men that I've met that have the language Mm -hmm. to to put to their feelings and of those men that do have the language to put their like the right words to their feelings, an, a shockingly small percent of those are like straight men. Because the majority of like guys who you know are are tend to be gay guys because they 
spend more time with with women or femme or female presenting, you know, because it's just like that, that's just, those are the people who have those kinds of conversations. It's okay for women to be emotional, cry, Mm -hmm. have feelings like that, you know, more so than it is for guys. So women just have more of a language when it comes to that. So, you know what? I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think like, let's even peel this back even further, right? You enter a space we as women enter the space of emotional being, but some women, because I agree with what you're saying as men and I'm going to bring it back there, but some women don't even find that they have the issue until things are on fire, mm-hmm. right? So why is it that you can't just find this one inkling of a thing that you want to talk to somebody professionally about to go and seek that help? Thinking about it with men they feel like they have to be strong all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when they, when their partner isn't able to show up in the way that they want them to, and I'm thinking about, a, this is me speaking in a heterosexual relationship, right? So my straight partner thinks that I should, like, I should just know that there's an issue and be able to talk to him about it. But I'm not a licensed professional and I don't want it to be that you're, there's an issue when you're, is an issue when it's a fire that you need to put out, which is why you need to seek help. I think, you should be, yes, be strong. Because I think even for me, like, I have this whole you're a strong black woman persona. I don't want to be a strong black woman. Hello? Hello? I don't want to be every woman that 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 uh was sung to us by Whitney Houston. I'm every, no, thank you. Um, I want to be a soft woman. I want to be able to be tap fair. into my emotions, right? And then I think about men. Yeah, I want you to be strong for me, but I also want you to know if I'm supposed to be your peace, you need to then make sure that you are understand understand how you should talk to me about your issues because that's communication. Hello, it's this thing on communication, mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. right? That's a gap for most people. Yeah, yeah. Right? For most people, we don't know how to communicate with each other. For most people, in order for us to comb through how to get to the communication piece, you need to talk to a licensed professional because they're going to give you tactics. They're going to give you journaling. They're going to give you prompts. So what do you think about... so? You're not the first person that I've talked to that has like mentioned to me like, oh, like I wish my partner were good. And and when I say partner, I think I want to actually just say like my man because my gay female friends have different issues than this. (laughs) They actually Mm -hmm. like are complaining like, my partner won't shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Mm, <laughs> so mm, like, mm-hmm. I feel like, so when I say like partner, like I, I think I mean it more in the like traditional heteronorm, like hetero women, man relationship, because I don't see my two gay guy friends having the, the same, same issues. issues that my two female That's fair. Gay, uh, gay friends having these issues. I think it's like my, and specifically like my, Females with men partners that have this issue. But what I've told to my my homegirls who like, you know, ask because, you know, they, 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 they see, you know, they are just like, hey, like, how, you know, do you guys communicate? Like, things seem mm-hmm. healthy, things seem good. And one of the things that I said was I have a habit of putting on self-help type of stuff on the TV if he's just around. Mm, so you're giving him a visual? Like, 
I'm not even saying, hey, come watch. So like perfect example mm-hmm. was the documentary on Netflix, Stutz. Okay. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. It's, um, I know, I, I don't know if, you, uh, I think he's canceled now, Jonah Hill or whatever for the shit that he said to his wife. Um, but he made this documentary with his therapist. Mm-hmm. It was a great documentary, in my opinion, at least, um, about like, you know, tools and strategies like for, you know, like just like mental health and like, mm-hmm. you know, balancing your mental health. And my therapist and I were talking about it and I just like, I put it on and I just like put it on, like I am watching it and he is sitting here and kind of like doing his thing where he's just like, he has something on the computer um, and like he has something on his tablet going, he's like watching anime and like playing a video game. And like, I have the main TV and like, I know something is good and impacting when I'll like look over and I'll see him, like I'll see him watching or he'll ask me a question about it or mm-hmm. I'll pause it to like go get up and go to the bathroom or like, go get something to drink. And he'll like, look like, huh? like he'll be startled as in like, oh, did you sit on the remote or something? Cause like he was watching it, but mm-hmm. won't ever acknowledge mm-hmm. or admit that he's watching it. So there's been a lot of stuff that I put on that I just like, I'm like, all right, if you won't, cause if I say, Hey babe, watch this documentary mm-hmm. about mental health, he'll be like, oh, whatever, I'm not going to watch that shit. And then because he is the way he had, and I love him. I love him to death. My man, my man, my man. Right. But because he is the way he is now that I told him like, Hey, can you, do, you want to do this with me? He's like, no. Cause you know, mm-hmm. he's a, don't tell me what to do. Like, that's why I was asking about your daughter because that's how Aries are. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you want me to do that? Cool. Now I actually don't want mm-hmm. to do that. Thank you very much. I mean, oh, I saw the glance over when you said you that, wa- so I get it. You want me? To, oh, now you now. So you want me to do something now? No, no, I want to do the first thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So so no, I get it. I think I think to your question, the two parts that you said. So you said you want to want me to specify. So yes, my man, my man, my man. To the world, and you just said this best. To the world, I am going to show face that I am a supportive girlfriend i am i have his back 110 percent. but if i have to give him feedback i am strong enough because i'm doing the work on myself to then give him the feedback because i know that communication is something that we need to be strong right so i think to tie this back my man my man my man to the world but also i'm a vulnerable person so my close friends i'm gonna say like i heard you i'm gonna give you this feedback because this is what the conversation was but just Rest assured that when I get home or in the car ride or wherever we are, we're going to have that conversation because it is necessary. So I think when we talk about like the different types of problems that people have, I think heteronormativity or heteronormal relationships, uh, homosexual relationships, they all have communication is still a key part. And I think most of the time, at least this is what I've discussed with my therapist, at least a lot of the issues that I have in my relationship is just based off of communication. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there was like a magic wand, you know, that magic wand question that we used to throw at people all the time mm-hmm. in our, in our, in our line of work is if you had a magic wand, like what would you do? That's what I would do for the relationship. I would fix the communication. It is always also, it's not how you say it. It's not what you say it's how you say it. Right. And I think like when we think about partners going to therapy, you give this per this third party, the green light, to help you navigate how you're receiving the information. Like, am I crazy? Because they, he just said mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And it's like, 
well, is it that you're upset about what he said? Mm -hmm. Or is it about how he said it? Because me being in these shoes, how he said it is what what bothered me Mm -hmm. as a third-party person, not what he said. I was actually watching um, on Peacock, maybe maybe not, maybe it was BET Plus, uh, Couples Therapy. Um, They went on a retreat. And it was people that, like, I actually am obsessed with now. Like, thinking about Just Hilarious, like, she was on there oh, with her man. Oh, no. You were watching it on Peacock because that is a completely different show. But there, when you are finished, there's another couple's therapy that I'm going to recommend to you. Okay. Take all the recommendations. I'd be loving to watch these shows. But this was with Just Hilarious. Her and her man had been together for eight months, right? They decided they wanted to go to therapy. He found out within himself and was able what? to articulate to her the reason I keep saying like throughout the entire show, and this is a spoiler. I'm sorry if you guys are going to watch it, still go watch it. But he kept saying like this, this therapy is for people who love each other. This is not for people who don't love each other. That's like you need I to, lo- I have, say. I have love really for her, insane. but she saw a future with him. And the thing is that they were friends for five years before they got together. So when you turn this five year friendship into a relationship, but you if, think that you would love someone. But if by eight months, if we're only together for eight, I don't give a fuck how long we've known each other. If we're only together for eight months and we can't have a conversation enough for like, we're in a place where you think we need therapy, then that's a problem for me. Like, it's not going to make it. I like, disagree. And you can disagree. But I think wanting to start therapy together, eight months to me just seems too soon. Too soon, period. But here, here's where, where I said I was going to do the spoiler alert. The reason he felt so strongly and comfortable, one, in, in, in uh, embarrassing her in front of a group of people who have, yes, they, their relationships have longevity. He was okay with, with embarrassing her several times. Tells me that, yes, they did need therapy because maybe that's what he was doing in public, right? Secondly, it came out that his issues of like, not understanding a strong relationship was because he was having mommy issues. But if you're eight months in and you're just like, we cannot, like eight months is still the honeymoon phase. It should be. Exactly. And if you are, if, if, if your lack of compatibility or ability to communicate with each other broke through the honeymoon stage mm-hmm. early, you shouldn't be together. But I also, I, I I hear what you're saying. I think, and I'm not going to say I agree because, again, I, I <laughs> feel differently. And I'm also working on certain words that I want to say not to just yeah. be passive. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think this is a very engaging dialogue. I think that the dynamic of their relationship, we were friends for five years and decided to turn our friendship into a romantic relationship, right? Because... You know people, there's those, there's those relationships that's like, oh, that's my bro, that's my sis, but they hit. That's not a relationship. For you to say, this is my man, my man, my man, my man. Yeah. And you now, because you've turned this five-year friendship into an eight-month, you're in eight months. Yes, I, I do potentially see that. I understand why you came to therapy. I'm your partner, and I'm telling you, hey, you're my boyfriend, and I want to move forward as so and you're like nah not too much i don't want to be affectionate with you nah 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 i don't want to hold your hand i'm not going to just give you a hug i'm going to give you a church hug i'm not going to give you a kiss if they're doing that to me it's like okay yeah so something's not right because i'm asking for affection from you as my boyfriend oh shouldn't then we shouldn't be together that's what's not right i should not be with you i should be with somebody else but i mean i hear you but i don't think that 
I understand why they came. I understood why they came to therapy. And what came out of it is that he had other issues, mommy issues that he needed to resolve first. And I think like maybe... Are they still together? No, they broke up on the show. But (laughs) to the point, to the point, but I don't think they're going to be friends either. No, no. (laughs) It's over. No, no. So also clear, to be clear, that was also not the outcome I saw. So like all of that, (laughs) like you're five years together as friends the eight months in and you're just like oh we need therapy i think the the resolution here is you guys tried something and unfortunately it was not successful so yeah like, but now, now he's gonna go get the therapy that he needed nothing yes that he been needed before yes, they yes. the four to five years but, but from jump from that moment i know there's something to tell. like we can't be friends because we can't go back to how it was but also we should not be together if we can if we need that's the thing not want need a therapist eight months in need but let's also talk about the show right like how do they they were all celebrities right 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 they're casting for this thing like you're doing like all of this is for show right 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 which is also why it's just like also it's fake Mm -hmm, mm because like come on like which is why i do want to actually suggest Couples therapy. It's real people? It's real people. Okay. This is why I'm saying to you. So this is one's on Showtime. And it's like actually like this actual couples therapist who's in New York City. Mm-hmm. And it's actual couples. Like for real, for real, for real. And this is another one of those like, I put this on in the background. Because I've been wanting to watch this show for the longest. And when we went, I can't remember if it was our honeymoon but I was just like, oh, Delta has this show. Mm-hmm. I want to I, I, I wanna watch it. So I put it on. He started watching it like from the seat next to me. And he's just like, what is that? And so I gave him headphones. And I was like, we were watching it together. And then he's just like, oh, okay. And like, he just was interested. He just kept being interested. And I was like, all right. And they only had the first three. He's like, oh, like I'll get the rest of the season. Like when we like get back to New York. And then we started watching it from there. But the reason why I suggested is because it's real ass people. Mm-hmm. And so we were able, it was able to give him language to problems that we were having in our relationship, seeing other people have the same mm. issues. We were able to like look at it and he was able to be like, oh, that, like I, that, like that's what I feel or like that's what I mean or that's what I'm talking about. And then from, and granted, like this is us, post couple like post premarital therapy so there was already like therapy in so there so that was a, that was where i was gonna ask, like my question my face i know you saw it um is what i was gonna ask you do you feel that now him watching this and gaining that language has now encouraged him or y'all to now want to continue therapy even as a couple to continue to fine-tune your relationship well, we did premarital therapy before getting married and I wanted to continue with our therapist who's great. It's amazing. Love her. Ashley, the best. Um, and I like, I think we did maybe like one or two sessions like post wedding just to catch up with her. But like, it got to a place where it was really it was really tricky schedule wise mm-hmm. for us to like find time to see her and then once we got back to a place that 
we could start seeing her again, I kind of put the ball in his court and Stop he hasn't picked he hasn't picked that ball up, but he also like hasn't ended the game. Like I think there is a world where he would be open to talking with her again, but I don't think it would be him initiated. I think it would be like something I would want to do and something he would go along with and like fully participate. But I don't think one day he's going to be like, Hey babe, like I think we should talk to Ashley again. I mean, I, and maybe, maybe this is me manifesting it into the universe. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, I would be shocked to, to the core if that was the case. But I think if I introduced the idea, he'd be open to it. That's awesome. But I think like there should be more, men initiated couples therapy because i think girl relationships can only get stronger if two people like yes be a willing participant but like also it is something that women love to see and maybe this is a shameless plug that women love to see men take an initiative mm-hmm. on things that are going to make them stronger yes yes bring her the flowers but like is that is the flowers what she's asking you for like deep down inside in conversations that you guys have had what is she asking you for so what would you, what if your partner said, listen, in a headspace where I'm willing to try something, but therapy's too far for me. What is a, a much simpler than therapy first step that I could take? If your partner says, listen, I'm willing to do something that's not therapy. Like, I don't care, individual or like group or couples, like therapies, I'm not there yet. I'm willing to do something. But therapy just ain't, I'm not there yet. What, but what? I feel like I would have to do research because I don't even know what an alternative would be before, like, what's a step before going to couples therapy or, like, aside from having this uh, sit down conversation. But I mean, I think then that it, that was more of a uh, conversation, I guess, to like understand, you know, like what, what you would want from him. Because if the thing that you're wanting is point Z, and he's just like, these too far. What is A through Y? Like, what what are, is any of steps A through Y? If going to therapy is too far, what is the issue that you're having to find smaller workarounds? Because you clearly want to go see a third party for assistance. Devil's advocate question is like, what does it matter to you if it's too far? It's too far right now. It's too far. I'll I think, get there one day, but it's too far. I right think, now. I think one thing that I probably would suggest is like, let's do like, let's make time for each other each week to just sit down and journal, get everything off your heart and your head that like, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent about each other in order for us to get. So journaling together would be, uh, alternative until we build to a place, a place, a place, <laughs> a place to, um, of where Z, we can get closer to Z. Hmm. All right. Well, I think it sounds like you have some homework to think about what A through Y could be because I think similar to similar to some of the things you said to me when we were talking in the like the kids episode was. You got to prepare for what you know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you bring this, it's going to be too far. So, like, come shoot for the moon. And land amongst the stars. Hello. 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 Period. Hello. You know what I also think? Like, I've also been 
just again me doing this work this healing work because I don't want to trauma bond with like my kid um I think about um trying to do less of this anticipation work even though yes I do need to prepare for A to Y I try to do less of this anticipation work because I'm looking more for authenticity Mm -hmm. uh, of like all of the relationships in my life right like I don't I feel like for like a good portion of my life, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to anticipate mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. I would have full blown conversations in my head. But see, I think not taking it too, too far. Right. So not like, not necessarily having A, B, C, D, E, mm-hmm. all the way to Y, but saying like, all right, A to H could look like mm-hmm. us journaling together. You know, like I to, damn, I'm really bad at this alphabet thing. I to M. <laughs> Not no a numbers idea. girl. You're not a numbers girl. I have to like say it. Uh-huh. So it's just like that next part could be, you know, like, you know, us, you know, writing each other letters or something yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then the next, just like, so like having, cause I, I struggle with that too. And something my, my therapist always reminds me is just like, you know, like, like be in the gray, like not everything mm-hmm. has to be mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. way or the other, like things can fall where they may I and that that's where I was going with it like yes I've, mm. I'm doing the healing work to not anticipate every little thing but there's also that fine line between anticipation and, and uh actively active preparation yeah right yeah. so anticipation and active, active preparation. preparation so like finding that that would be the gray area so finding that space to just make sure that there's like a happy medium because gotta live in the moment well I'm not saying I have the perfect relationship by any means necessary, but is there a question you have for me about my relationship? Or what advice would you give to someone else who's in your space and feeling frustrated? I have both. I have a question for you, and I also will have a nugget. Um, give my, me the nugget first. Yes, my nugget is... In order to remain true to yourself, if you are doing that work, that legwork of like actively trying to be the better version of you. And I say better version because I don't think that everybody needs to heal. I think people just want to be the best version or possible version of themselves. So if you're on that voyage of being the better person, better person, better version of you, I think that you should also feel empowered to authentically share and communicate with your man my man, my man, my man. Again, I'm going to continue to plug this or, you know, if you want to, you got to be authentic in just communicating what it is that you need. And if it's not being received, then that's when you start to actively prepare to continue to have those conversations. And then for my question for a married woman as yourself is um, when you, what would be your nugget for anybody who is potentially in a situation where marriage is on the, on the forefront for them, but there's just continuous hiccups and you're not ready to throw in the towel. You want to try to fix your relationship because maybe they have kids or maybe they mm-hmm. just see it forever with this person, but there's just ways to get there. What advice would you share? Um, I think, I think the advice that I, <laughs> advice is like, advice is not the right word. I, I think, you like knowing my plight with him for the longest time, it was always just like, when is he going to propose? When is he going to propose? And like, that was my story for the longest. Like, hello, like you need to like come up off it. Like, let's go. I'm not getting any younger. And I always said to him, like, 
I'm not trying to be anybody's girlfriend for 10 years, you know, and that's exactly what happened. But I think around year... Because he's an Aries and... He don't do what you say. Literally, don't even get me started. He does what he wants in the first place because we just talked about that. Go ahead. On his tombstone, I will find somewhere to put. Don't tell me what to do on it. That is his motto. If he doesn't have any tattoos, any piercings, but I feel like if he would get any tattoo, it would be "Don't tell me what to do." Mm. That is the one that he probably feels the strongest <laughs> about in his life is don't tell him what to do. And if you tell him, he'll do the opposite thing. Even if he really doesn't want to do the opposite thing, which is why a lot of times when he's like, when he's like trying to like harass me, like he'll like do this thing where he'll like try to like lick my nose. And I'm just like, just fucking do it. Just do it already. And like, that is the key <laughs> to like getting him to not do it. But <laughs> I think <laughs> around the seven or eight year mark, maybe of us being together I was kind of just like I have made my peace with the fact that you might not ever want to marry me and while that like makes me feel sad I I can make peace with that fact but I've been thinking about this for a really long time for since I was a little girl did you communicate that I did Mm -hmm. I did I did And I said, I just really wish you would decide if you see it for us or not. Because if it's no, there is a world where I love you so much. Like, I want to be with you. I have learned this. Like, I, I, if it comes down to, like, get married, have a wedding, all that, or be with you, I choose being with you. But you really need to give me the opportunity to mourn that wedding, that whole experience, and all the things that come with it. Like... I feel very like a very strong emotional tie and connection to that. And I need to just be able to like literally grieve and mourn that and put that to bed if we're not going to do that. I love you so much. I just want to spend the rest of my life with you together. Like I want this. And and it took us being together for a long time for me to even get to that place. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the narrative. It's just like, why is he waiting so long like that? Mm-hmm. He don't really love you. He ain't going to marry you. And it's just like. And I and I I understood all those things, but it got to the point where I was just like, I don't want to necessarily be with anybody else. I don't necessarily want to be with somebody else who is going to marry me and do all that because I'm not necessarily going to have this same level of comfort to mm-hmm. fart in front of this person and have it be so bad smelling. And this person <laughs> just be like, "Damn, wow, that was kind of impressive," or like, "Damn, like maybe you should not eat that again." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, or or like say the stupidest things, you know, mm-hmm. or the, the the person I could just be the most myself with, be nastiest to, be meanest to, be rudest to, and still have that person mm-hmm. be, you know, like, I'm not necessarily going to be guaranteed to find that in some, will I find somebody else who will marry mm-hmm. me? Yes, absolutely. Will I find all of that in somebody else? I don't think so. And like the relationship and that connection that we had and being able to be, the worst version of myself mm-hmm. and still this person want to be around and like keep going every day. Like that was what I was just like, okay, so it's like, it's bigger than that, but I'm not gonna acquiesce that we're just not going to do that. No, I want to do that. You're neutral. You can't be neutral. Mm-hmm. You need to get on. You need, to, make a decision. You need yeah. to say yes or no. And so then like, if you say no, it like, He's just like, and I said to him, like, I won't hold it against you. Mm -hmm. He's like, you will. I know you, you will, you will for the rest of your life. And I'm just like, 
and and this is when I think it started kind of to sink into his brain a little bit where I said like it actually hurts my feelings that you don't trust that I'm gonna like keep my word on this that like this is something so big and important to me that you wouldn't trust that if I'm going so far as to saying all of this to you that it hasn't come with some really serious fucking forethought thought planning conversation planning I've really like thought through you know like this is the thing that I thought about every single day since I was able to retain memories Mm -hmm. You know, so for me to be playing around, I don't, I'm not going to play around with something Mm -hmm. as important as that. And so I think like when I started, when I started to stop pressuring him, they're like, oh my God, like when the fuck are you going to, when, when all around the pressure stopped, because what happened was when I stopped out of nowhere, everybody around me picked it up. Every, all my work colleagues, he would not come to me with work functions anymore because I stopped being like, well, what are you going to marry? me and like all my colleagues and friends noticed it and they were like well bitch if you're not gonna we're gonna talk about it like when are you gonna marry her like what's up Mm -hmm. and so he's like i'm not coming to your work shit no more and so like when i quit the heart the 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 nagging like everybody else around me picked up the nagging and then when everybody else around us got tired of nagging i think like the final boss level tier of nagging got unlocked and like And it wasn't even like nagging, nagging, like his dad mentioned his very, you think Steven is nonchalant? I don't think Steven's dad was born when chalant was invented in the world. (laughs) Okay. I don't think chalant was a thing when this man was materialized on planet earth. Well, that's how chill this man is. When Steven, Steven said to me, like when my dad was just like, so what are you doing? here to him like just just him mm-hmm. like him and his dad that were having a conversation and he's like well my dad asked about it i was like well i guess i guess maybe it's time to do something you know so it's like it had to get to like god level mm-hmm. place for him to like you know get there but like he got there on his own and and i think like that's it you have to come to the place where if getting married is that important to you, then it has to be either just as important to your partner or your partner has to be more important than a marriage. Period. <laughs> Period. I, I, like, I hope that would, that makes it sense. It made sense. And I think as a non-married human, right? I think that the pressure part that you, that you, held on to is what stops men men of color men who might might have not likely seen a successful marriage that's what scares them and mm-hmm. that's what pulls them back mm-hmm. so yes releasing the pressure i can see that mm-hmm. amplifying it so i also think i i joke with him all the time i think that it was the dog i think the dog pushed him to propose mochi mm-hmm. because i got the dog in March of You know, I still laugh at your doggy maternity leave. My paternity leave. Yes, that. Hashtag trademarked. <laughs> um, my paternity leave. That was two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got him in March 2019. Stephen proposed in November. And I think it was because... And I tell him all the time. Because I, I ask him all the time, like, 
when did you realize like they okay like i want to propose like uh, and in true steven fashion he doesn't remember of course he's just like i don't know i just was like hmm i think us as a unit as a family more than just two people who share bills and like live together mm-hmm. and are in a relationship like but like us as an actual nuclear family really hit for him because I got the dog in March and then that was the first time I hadn't gone on vacation anywhere because I was just like I just got the dog I want to be with the dog and then that summer we had already booked something so like I went away that summer and it was the first time that he was by himself since I'd got the dog because I was just like he was working for the MTA, so I was just like, I don't trust your schedule. And he was just like, oh, I don't want that responsibility anyway. So I boarded the dog with the daycare mm-hmm. people. So like, mm-hmm. he was gone for a week. I was gone for a week. We were both out of his life. He was bored alone with <laughs> nothing to do, no responsibility. And so I really do think like me getting the dog and then like that week without us for the first time after like having us be the whole world for all time he it really like oh settled shit. in yeah if i don't make this commitment then like this I could, could be potenti- my life yep 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 i think it i think the dog really like mm. opened up some portals in his brain interesting yeah i yeah. love that yeah <laughs> well we have to have you back on again of course because you know uh, we just have some really good conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's in life. Yeah. Some truly, truly. Sometimes it'll be like a thought and you catch the thought and not <laughs> complete the sentence. And you're like, what the hell just happened? That was weird. <laughs> but that's just life. So I'm so grateful that God like put us together. And that's all she wrote, folks. As always, thanks so much for listening to this week's Mugful Mimosas with Liz. If you can, please hit that subscribe button or follow and leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to follow me on TikTok or Instagram at LizLaughLoveNYC. See you next week. And between now and then, make sure your cup stays full. Bye.